Welcome to Refirement Life, the podcast for anyone navigating life transitions or planning to make life transitions to ensure your next years are your best years. Listen in for insightful, generous, and sometimes humorous conversation. It's time to get fired up with Christine Zamuda and Muge Wood, your hosts for this latest episode of Refirement Life. And welcome to Refirement Life, episode 26, Thriving Around the World. We're going to talk about the benefits of vacation. I'm here again with my favorite co-host, Mugay Wood. We are both back from a vacation we happened to miss last week, so um, we are eager to catch up with each other and with our listeners. So welcome, Mugay. Welcome back. Thank you very much. Thank you, Christine. It's great to be back. Um, I recently returned. We will touch upon from a three week. I'm calling it Aegean Odyssey, um, covering many spots across Turkey and Greece. Um, uh, places as well as the people I got to meet uh, was completely transformational. Um, and um, uh I'm just so excited and energized, uh, and I may even uh, be planning the next Odyssey once I um, recover um, in about a week or so. This stuff is addictive in a way. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. Well, yeah, travel is so inspiring, and it it does just fire you up. So we have a couple stats just to remind people about the importance of travel and some of the trends. So a couple points to make. A recent study by the U.S. Travel Association said that uh, there is a huge amount of wasted vacation amounting to 768 million days of unused vacation time, with more than 30 percent of it forfeited completely. And uh, as we look at the U.S. in particular, on average, U.S. workers are leaving 9.5 vacation days unused. So kind of crazy, right? It sounds like almost leaving money on the table. I know we've got a achievement-based culture, especially in uh, U.S. and North America. Um, but as my husband um, likes to remind me when uh, I have difficulty taking the vacation, especially in my younger days, is, um, you know, you want to set earned benefit. Um, you've mm-hmm. already earned it. Uh, do you really want to donate it back to the organization that you're affiliated with? Um, take the vacation. And I think um, it's rare that if ever uh, we go and say, I am really um, sorry I took that vacation. I I think uh, a lot of times it's the opposite. I am so glad I did, uh, no matter how hard it may be, you know, based on the circumstances, et cetera. Um, But it's essentially not only leaving money on the table, but um, I think in a certain way, leaving our um, health and wellness on the table. Too. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that we have to have a mind shift when we're thinking about vacation, because most people lump vacation alongside of their medical and things they negotiate uh, uh, with a company when they're being hired, right? But um, vacation is an asset, and it's something that you should use to power your life and, and make sure that you're taking good care of yourself. And We actually have another interesting stat. I thought this was pretty eye-opening, and it it makes sense when you pull it apart. 
there's an Ernest and Young study that showed for every additional 10 hours of vacation time completed that employees saw their year-end performance improved about 8%. And another study showed that using all of your vacation time increases your chance of getting a promotion or a raise. What do you think about that one? It sounds spot on. I think we can debate on the numbers, but I think um, but I think the high level takeaway that I have experienced myself and have seen those um, uh, experience uh, around me as well is uh, number one is it helps you stay employed meaning uh-huh. it helps prevent burnout. And um, a lot of the um, uh, key things we can do for ourselves to get promoted, to advance in our careers, to be present for ourselves and for our families is to prevent burnout, is to make sure uh, we have the resilience, the energy levels uh, to cope with the challenges as they come and they will come invariably. And one way to um, re-energize and recharge ourselves is um, through downtime and it's sometimes hard to make that downtime um, for ourselves so vacation I think becomes that function by which uh, we change our environment we engage our brain in different ways um, and it really fills us up um, to um, uh, really re-energize um, re-engage um, and uh, be stronger um, and um, more resilient and less short-tempered um, in the way that we um, uh, engage with others around us uh, as well as uh, challenges that come our way. I, I firmly believe in that. And I think we can all do the experiment on ourselves, um, take the vacation and then don't take the vacation. And then we'll see the difference, a tremendous difference. Yeah. And I, I think being honest with yourself, too. I, I remember working a lot of crazy hours and, you know, especially raising kids and thinking, well, there's 24 hours a, in a day. I don't need to sleep like seven or eight hours. I can sleep six or five or in some cases four if it was really like crunch mm-hmm. time and you're getting a lot of stuff done. Yet I also remember um, a few, you know, Mondays, Tuesdays uh, in those times where I was just depleted from <laughs> like I was a walking sleep deprivation experiment. Right. And you're you're not making the best decisions for yourself for for um, your job performance either. So just uh, staying in touch with what your body really needs, uh, including downtime away time from work. And when you are on vacation, really be on vacation, not checking in, right? It takes us so many days. Even sometimes I remember being, you know, it was like week one into a two week vacation and I was finally relaxed. Mm-hmm. Very right? true. Very true. That's why I think um, I think any vacation is good vacation, uh, but especially if you can create um, a multi-week vacation, it does mm-hmm. help with that uh, disengagement uh, for our brains to uh, refocus and um, uh, disengage from the daily work. The the other thing that I notice um, and um, experience is um, vacations serve as I think a bit of a reset 
um, and um, recalibration um, and a point for reflection. We can all do things every day to give ourselves a break and we should do those things. Um, but I think vacation as a healthy block of time um, allows for that reset where um, we truly feel re-energized and reset um, to come back and re-engage in, um, in more positive ways. The, the other thing is the cumulative effect of not taking vacation. I, I, I think um, um, we talked about the, you know, operating in a depleted state. I think we all have been there for different reasons. Um, but especially if it goes on over a prolonged period of time, um, it inevitably takes a toll on our mental, physical, uh, emotional health. Um, and then it can bring about other challenges that are even tougher to address than uh, unread emails um, that may, you know, pile up in our absence. That's right. That's right. And it's just another way of taking care of yourself. Right. And so there's a study that said um, they followed 749 women over time and researchers found that those who took vacation less than once every six years were eight times more likely to develop heart problems compared to those who went on vacation. So it's just um, kind of being a little bit organized in your life, right? Prioritizing not only your health, but your away time. And uh, yeah, it, it shows that there's, you know, some really good dividends there on the the healthy body side. Very true. And I think it's also the mind shift on how we can look at vacation. Um, it's really investment in ourselves so we can do more of the things that we want to do uh, for ourselves and those around us. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, we invest in our education, we invest in our financial well-being, we invest in our community and um unless we are present, we exist, none of that is possible. So I think if we can think of it in those terms, um, hopefully it can make vacation um, more worthwhile and not something optional, but rather essential uh, for our health. Right, right. Yeah. And then, you know, lastly, just thinking about leaving work, unplugging and Maybe you've experienced this on your even recent vacation with with your with your husband, but you kind of remember like why you're together, right? Mm -hmm. Life gets busy, you know, there's things that we have to do on a day-to-day -day basis which aren't always fun and enjoyable, and there's natural stressors, but all of a sudden you're on vacation and you're like, oh, I, I now I remember you're funny. You're a funny guy. Yes. <laughs> right? Did you uh, did you experience that on your most recent vacation? I, I think uh, yes. I think um, there is a um, joy of discovery. Um, when we travel um, and whether we notice small or big things um, and how much we enjoy meeting new people um, and just more fun um, and being a little more relaxed and easygoing. Um, and um, uh, it just um, absolutely sort of brings out the best in us um, and uh, uh, and shared experiences uh, that we get to build, the memories we make um, and uh, uh, just reminding ourselves um all the great things life has to offer um and our gratitude for it. it 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 just seems to be easier to uh be in touch with those things uh when we are on vacation and and hopefully it is a bit of a lasting effect as well um after returning from vacation it doesn't evaporate right away 
Yeah, yeah. So so frame it up for our listeners, Mugade. Tell us a little bit about where you traveled, maybe a couple highlights, and if you have any um, surprises or, you know, lowlights or just things that, wow, I didn't expect this to happen on my vacation moments. Yeah, sure. So I recently returned um, from what I call our Aegean Odyssey type of vacation with my husband, uh, who retired a few months ago. Um, And our trip consisted of a a visit to Turkey to see my family um, and uh, a cruise that covered multiple ports of Greece and Turkey um, and then capped by a land portion that took us to Cappadocia in in Turkey. Uh, And we got on this because we wanted to experience Greece, we wanted to experience Turkey, uh, and we wanted to have some of these unique experiences we always heard about but have never really got to experience, such as um, Santorini. What is so great about Santorini that you always hear about? And it spoke to my fantasy of uh, invoking Mamma Mia. I'm like, that looked like (laughs) fun. Um, And then I always wanted to do that hot air balloon trip. Uh, over Cappadocia that we get to see pictures of the amazing uh, fairy chimney rock formations at the cradle of civilization for 6,000 years. Um, so we got to experience all of that. And um, um, I, I think, um, uh, you know, in addition to um, experiencing uh, almost what um, ancient Greeks and Romans um, live like walking through the city as the temples, um, the part that really spoke to us were two things. Number one is um, we got to do the hot air balloon trip over Cappadocia. And my initial um, thought was we are going to get in this balloon basket and we are just going to go wherever the wind goes and, you know, somebody will come pick us up. Um, Actually, it was a lot more controlled than that. There is (laughs) such a thing as piloting an air balloon. We had a remarkable pilot who has been in this business for 15 years and he had absolute precision um, piloting this balloon. And you're up there with dozens of balloons getting fired up. Spectacular sight. I need um, to see pictures of this, too. Yes, for sure. Now, now what we did not experience is, uh, expect is while we are floating, and it's a sense of floating. There is no jarring. There is no, like, noticing the altitude. You are floating. Um, we saw several bride and grooms. Um, they were having their pictures taken. We photobombed some of them <laughs> by approaching really close. Some liked it. Some didn't. Um, And then uh, we saw people doing the famous dress shot in Cappadocia with the flowing red or orange or green dresses, the dress is flowing and people take their picture. Um, So, you know, seeing all that um, from um, the aerial view was just absolutely phenomenal and was definitely worth waking up at 5 a.m. The the second highlight uh, that really I think is going to stay with us for a long time was this private dinner event the crews um, organized at the ancient library of Ephesus. Um, Mm. in Turkey, the ancient Greek ruins, uh, very well preserved. Um, So we got to um, have a wonderful dinner at this place um, with a chamber orchestra, you know, delicious uh, Turkish food. And uh, it just gave you the impression of, um, you know, how did ancient 
people lived and actually how advanced they were in some of their thinking and also how much common we may have um, in terms of how they fought so very hard to defend and protect themselves and to learn and elevate themselves and make a living and it may look a little bit different from what we are doing now um, but it was um, I think um, this sort of an inside view into the evolution of our civilization how far we have come and also the commonalities that we have so it was just absolutely phenomenal um, even if I remember a fraction of all the facts that we learned I think that would be amazing um, and um, it was it was absolutely fantastic just to experience um, um, the ancient civilizations in that part of the world very cool did you wear a toga um, you know, I didn't, uh, but I'm thinking uh, maybe uh, maybe we should have at this uh, <laughs> at this private uh, at this private dinner that we did. Um, but uh, we uh, we have learned a lot about um, you know ancient uh, religions, civilizations, temples, and uh, um, and and it was it was uh, it was absolutely phenomenal. It was absolutely phenomenal. Um, and you know, the another interesting part was the public baths and toilets that uh, they had in those times. They thought of everything: uh, library, the marketplace, the entertainment. Um, it was it was just, it was it was phenomenal. That's awesome. I'm glad How you had so you, much Christine? fun. Yeah, yeah. Fun. You you have gone to some uh, pretty awesome places in recent times in, in Europe. How was that? It was good. It was good. It was a much different vacation than we typically do. So when Paul and I travel, now he's the history lover. I'm not so much. I'm always looking for the music, the well, I do like art, so I'll be into the art, but he'll trick me usually into seeing something historic. <laughs> here is some art, and here is the uh, yes. you know, inscription around Yes, it. he's yeah. like, it's just a little bit farther, and uh, yeah, surprise, we're at another Colosseum. <laughs> Great. But anyway, um, we had a wonderful time, but usually we will, you know, try and knock off some, you know, cool excursions, look at the top things to see, and and get as many of them out of the way. But this vacation was very different. We ended up, well, from my time at Microsoft, I knew some people both in Vienna, Austria, and um, a couple people in Croatia. So those were at the front and the back of our trip. And the first night we landed, we ended up meeting a friend and she prepared some goulash for us in her apartment with some wonderful wine that overlooked the city. And we just talked about what it is to live there and a little bit about the culture and what Austri Austrians are really like. And it was a great primer for our trip. And then um, this friend of mine just graduated with her PhD. She became a doctor. We went to her commencement ceremony. It was amazing. And then afterwards, she introduced us and her family and friends to this wonderful drink called the Hugo. We drank those for like the rest of the time we were in Austria. It was so um, great. If you haven't had it, it's uh, white wine, a little bit of mint elderberry syrup and some sparkling water. Yeah, soda or something wow. like it's really, really, really good. So we had that, uh, saw a lot of the city, and I was amazed at just, you know, the architecture and the grandeur of how 
Austria is, and they're not shy about putting a lot of statues on their buildings. Yes. <laughs> we we looked at the Parliament building, and there was like I think we counted like 25 statues on top of the building. There's like th- three chariots and people chasing, and and I was like, yeah, like they needed one more chariot over here. <laughs> Anyway, it was it was interesting, um, really pretty city. And then we ended up um, Paul took the planning from Austria to Slovenia. He wanted to stop at uh, Ljubljana and that was a really pretty city. It reminded me a lot of a um, maybe a scaled down Amsterdam water running through it, bridges, um, really quaint cafes and great restaurants and then we made our way to Croatia, had a lovely time in Rovini, and that is surrounded by water, beautiful sunset views, you know, music around every corner in this little um, place high, high, high up on, uh, I guess, kind of like on, on a peak is where we, we stayed and got on the water and had great seafood and yeah, just just love, love life um, until... <laughs> <laughs> until oh no there is an until this was going so well yeah so we had an amazing amazing three no four night three nights yeah three nights in in Rovani and then we were driving to Zagreb and decided to stop somewhere midway and I looked at a restaurant and it was like the number one restaurant in Krakowic like okay it seems like it's a big enough city we can stop there and it was like 59,000 people. Anyway, we learned that um, our Google Maps was not working very well in Krakowic. <laughs> so as we started to descend like another mountain, it's telling us like on all these switchbacks, you know, and, and the roads are getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And then we realized we can't really turn around. There's only room for barely for our car. And the sensors on our car are going off because we're so close to the wall, you know, and Paul looks down and we are 50 stories up with no guardrail. And he, and he said, we have such a a wonderful vacation so far. Be terrible to end it like this, (laughs) you know, falling off the side. Anyway, we, you know, we got super serious and focused and just started to, you know, try and make our way to a larger road coming down the mountain, kind of through Google Maps out the door and and just used our survival instincts. We did make it down. We made it down to the world's happiest McDonald's where pop music was playing <laughs> in this shiny, happy I think only a five-year-old McDonald's, like I'd never seen a happier McDonald's. And uh, yeah, that was our, that was our moment there. <laughs> wow. That is, that sounds uh, serious. Uh, so w- about what time of day was it when you're navigating this uh, narrow passage? Luckily it was, um, we had daylight. So luckily it was only three o'clock. It wasn't dark. That would have been really terrible. 
Yeah. Yeah, I am thinking, especially if this were later in the day, it would really be nerve-wracking. And when I see narrow passages like this, um, and I'm like, okay, this is for mules or goats. Uh, this is not for me. Uh, but you don't know up until you get into it. That sounds um, scary. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you made it down to the happiest place on earth. <laughs> I think it's only fitting that it would end in that way after that ordeal. Wow. It was uh, Now you have a story to tell. It um, was something, yeah. And then we did end up getting to Z uh, Zagreb, and that was a you know wonderful city. We had um, a, a lovely friend, um, Katerina, who opened her home to us and made us a dinner um, with her wonderful family and husband and had just a great time there. They set in the town itself, they set off a cannon every day at 12 noon to celebrate their independence. So we saw that, which is kind of fun. And we also went to the Museum of Broken Relationships. Oh, wow. Museum <laughs> of Broken Relationships. What was that like? Oh, it was, it was really, it wasn't what I expected it to be. It was, I think, um, even like a, a deeper experience. You kind of think like it's going to be, I don't know what you think it's going to be. I think, I guess I thought it was going to be a lot of um, jilted lovers and talking about, you know, why they, why they ended a relationship, but it was more than that. It was actually quite touching in a lot of ways. There were stories about, um, family members who lost um, someone to Alzheimer's and what mm. that moment was when they realized that things were going to be different or loss of a child or, you know, it was really, it was really quite heavy and there were a few funny moments, but um, yeah, it was, it was a surprise, but it is one of the number one tourist attractions there in Zagreb. Mm. Wow, that's um, that's amazing. What a what a great trip. I think um, um, one thing as I'm listening to you, Christine, that came out is wonderful new places, but also the connections you made with um, maybe former friends or acquaintances and meeting some new people and how that um, it really amplifies the experience. Uh, we had a similar um, experience as well in terms of meeting new people um, and uh, interesting, well-traveled people and there's always so much to learn we, uh, for the cruise portion uh, we went with this company called Windstar we um, typically take some cruises with them it's a small boat uh, format it's no more than 250 people we tend to favor that um, and then in one of the entertainment nights they were giving um, awards for for different things to the to the passengers and uh, one award went to a couple um, maybe in their late 70s early 80s and they had been sailing on Windstar for 85 days um, wow. before they disembarked in Istanbul um, they started in Iceland um, they did the Nordic Islands they covered Shetland Islands they did all of Mediterranean Barcelona onward and then did the Greece turkey piece with us so thinking 85 days that is a long time to be on a cruise um but i guess uh, speaking of mind shift um when you look at it as a uh, 
experience not only to see the different ports but also the relaxation and the service you are getting on the boat um, and um, and the fun that you have through uh, interacting with the staff the crew you get to know the uh, fellow passengers that are rotating uh, but they completed in good health and and uh, I was really inspired by that um, uh, taking on something big being gone for 85 days is a long time especially on a boat and they looked uh, quite happy. <laughs> That's amazing. I actually saw an article recently that it was an older couple and they were planning, and I think they're already on the cruise, that they were going to do cruising for a year because it was less expensive than living mm -hmm. where they were living. Yes. And they were going to see everything. So I think that's <laughs> creative and fun and brilliant. And why not? Yeah, why not? Because um, uh, I I've seen uh, similar articles and experiences as well, where it may be uh, almost more cost uh, effective uh, mm -hmm. to be sailing um, than being in your own home, paying mortgage and paying for all these services. You get nice services, you see beautiful places. So uh, maybe that is a way of life to be tested with. Uh, we were ready to come home after three weeks. Um, but I think um, a lot of people who travel on and who extend their travel. Um, they certainly had the energy interest and uh, um, stamina to keep going. And, you know, that was that was very that was very inspiring. And also to see um, how people um, interpret vacation for themselves. For some, um, it is staying in one place. They mm -hmm. want to be land based for others. They want to be hopping on enough ports, um, you know, whether you are near or far, um, it, you know, it doesn't matter which form, place, or, or um, you know, way you go, it is, I think, um, you know, what brings you that um, sense of joy and discovery that comes with being to a place a little bit different from uh, where you typically are at and, um, and, and what that does. And not to mention, everyone is just so much more pleasant, um, right. you know, on these cruises, <laughs> because probably everyone is having fun and enjoying the drink of the day. Exactly. I wonder what that couple's reentry to regular life is going to be like. <laughs> they said they said they will have to learn how to cook again because they have been quite pampered um, mm -hmm. uh, for about three months. Um, I, I think there is going to be a reorientation, reentry back to a more um, baseline normal life. Yeah, yeah. They do say that we experience post-vacation blues sometimes. Yes, it is like an amplified Sunday blues, um, and uh, it is it is true. I have experienced it a little bit myself uh, very recently, um, and uh, uh, got to give ourselves some time because mm -hmm. uh, it is a it is an adjustment. It is an right. adjustment, just like going into vacation. It takes a little while to get into vacation mode. Once you're in it, then you have to come out of it in a certain <laughs> way. And I remind myself, I'm like, even with machines, there's a startup time. There's a warm up period. So, uh, you know, give ourselves a little bit grace. And maybe that's not a bad thing that may help, um, uh, you know, prolong the vacation high, so to speak. <laughs> maybe yes. it's OK not to jump into it 100 percent from day one. That's right. That's right. And we know that, you know, not everyone can take a longer vacation. Sometimes you just have to take a long weekend or a shorter vacation. There's some interesting ideas for people who might want to do something different. I noticed that Wyndham Hotels offers a digital detox 
vacation. So think about just driving to a metro city, perhaps, you know, maybe you live in the suburbs, you want to go downtown. And what they do in these digital detox vacations for families is they lock up their devices and then they basically give them things to do on property in and around the city. Um, They indicate that they will deliver s'mores to your room and give you a pack of blankets to build forts and, you know, do puppet shows, you know, some good old fashioned 1950s fun, right? That all, that all sounds good. Uh, maybe I haven't done enough of that in my childhood. So, uh, so bring it on. And, uh, you know, that is just so spot on, whether it's blankets or s'mores or something else. Uh, I, you know, I experienced more than once when we just, um, you know, get around the table and play a board game of any kind. Um, the kind of connection and presence it creates is really unmatched. Um, um, so, um, yeah, all in, all in for that. Um, so as we kind of wind down, uh, in addition to always be thinking about planning for or going on vacation, um, what what other um, tips can we uh, highlight, Christine, in our wrap up? I think the other one that I haven't done, but I think it would be wonderful to do is do a volunteer vacation. And I've had friends who've, you know, done Habitat for Humanity and, you know, Haiti or other places. And I I think also taking their their kids at the right time where it could really make an impression. I guess it could make an impression in any age. But I think there's, you know, there's moments, especially when we've got, um, you know, young teenagers who are in that situation where, you know, they're maybe not as thoughtful about everyone else as they're becoming their own person. And going through those crazy hormonal times. But yeah, volunteer vacations, I think, uh, could be really interesting to do. Um, that is, I think, um, com- combining multiple things into one. And I think, again, having an experience that unites the people you care about in different <laughs> ways. Um, that sounds um, that sounds pretty terrific. That sounds yeah. pretty terrific. Yeah. One I am doing, but I haven't done it yet. I'm going on a a yoga retreat. So I've always wanted to do a yoga and meditation retreat. And I don't know if I'll be able to keep my mouth shut during the meditation part. But I'm looking forward to kind of like a healthy vacation. And that'll happen the end of January. So it'll be cold here, but it'll be really nice and warm in Riviera, Maya, Mexico. Well, that sounds uh, that sounds awesome. And I think that brings up the point um, also varying the types of vacations we take, like the one Mm -hmm. I came off of. It was every day filled to the hilt with excursion, sightseeing, seeing almost everything that a place offers uh, versus and in addition to um, a little bit more of uh, relaxation, calming, um, you know, lounging by the pool or doing the meditative practice, kind of mixing that up. I think can also be um, really energizing in different ways, like speaking to different parts of our um, brain and mind and the mind and body connection really need to need to connect the neural pathways in different ways uh, at all times. That's right. That's right. 
So, yeah, so I guess, you know, we kind of covered um, lots of things here in terms of maybe next steps. Um, Of course, we want to encourage everyone to take their vacation. And for those of you who are in companies that now have unlimited vacation, still make sure you take your vacation. I think that could be sometimes a little tricky to figure out, well, how much and when and why and all of that, but uh, we know for all the reasons we've talked about, it's good for your health, it's good for your mind, and it's good for your career. And then, you know, if you're not um, able to take as much vacation as you want, there are health and emotional benefits from just planning your next vacation, right? Absolutely. Give yourself a a boost. I know, Muge, you're a big fan of that and have your your notebook of places that you want to travel. And yes, Yes, have your vision board in mind or um, or documented in a notepad and um, always have a running list of uh, places to see and, and things to do. Some are maybe uh, well known and some are um, uh, more off the uh, off the beaten path, um, but always be looking and planning when it yes. comes to vacation. That's my motto. <laughs> yes, yes. And we have mentioned that we're planning to do an offsite in Costa Rica. We are still working out the details on that. We're hoping to do it first, second week of May. We'll get the dates to you. Um, if you're interested in attending that, uh, please go to refirement.life, our website, and subscribe to our newsletter so that we give you all of the details. And I think with that, we'll close. If there's anything else that you want to uh, say in closing, Mugay? Um, That sounds great. And I'm really glad you mentioned uh, the retreat uh, we are planning to uh, put together for our uh, subscribers and um, our followers. Um, I'm looking forward to it already. I'm so glad you mentioned because I was going into a little bit of post-vacation blues. I'm like, (laughs) what is next? Um, So you reminded me what may be on the horizon. I'm like, this sounds awesome. Surf camp. You can keep your yes. tan going. <laughs> yes, something. The tan, the meditation, the jungle, uh, you know, what, whatever, whatever you want. It's all there in one package. So looking forward to that for sure. <laughs> all right, my friend. Well, it's so great to see you. Have a good reentry back to the work life. And I'll just keep it real here. <laughs> all right. Sounds good. Sounds good. I'll work on my recovery and uh, reorientation here. Before the next adventure, which should be in about a week. No, just kidding. (laughs) All right. Well, sign off from here. Thanks all for tuning in. And please leave us a review so others can find the podcast. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening. Our hope is to spark a little joy, inspire, and educate our listeners in ways to live an even more meaningful life. If you have reactions to share from what you've heard, please visit our website, refirement.life, to leave a voice message. You may even be featured in a future episode. To keep in touch, subscribe to our podcast, Refirement Life, using the podcast player of your choice. Always remember, you are never too old to set a new goal or to dream a new dream. Thanks again for joining us on this episode. Until next time.